You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. Anthony Hall is a New Orleans native who emerged as an artist with his music roots in jazz, funk, and R&B. And his father, being locally renowned jazz artist Emil Hall Jr., afforded Anthony the opportunity to grow up surrounded and influenced by a wide range of music. In turn, he has created a unique sound within infusions of both modern and classic R&B, funk, and soul. And Anthony's vocal texture tone and control surprises those who hear him for the very first time, placing him squarely in his own lane. Well, he has been blessed to share the stage with numerous artists over the past 20 plus years, while also serving as director of media and music in the Houston church community. And with all of his life experience in music as a foundation, he is now stepping out to pursue his dream of being an artist on his terms with his own sound. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome multi-talented singer, songwriter, record producer, and entrepreneur, Anthony Hall to the show. Welcome, hey Anthony. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Man, it's it's my honor to have you on the show. And tell you, tell you what, I have been listening to your amazing album, Roosevelt, oh, and you. love the songs like Altar Call, uh, my goodness, that you are one big ball of talent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, when when I always tell people God gifted me in multiple areas, you know, and so I feel a greater responsibility uh, for the gifts that he gave me. So. Well, I love hearing that because I know that he does bless our gifts, talents and abilities when we're open for him to, well, mold us and prune us, and you know exactly what that's about. But let me ask you something, because how big of a musical influence was your father growing up? He was very big. Um, the reason why I'm doing music, I grew up a kid either in the studio or inside of the stage. And I remember seeing my dad uh, play in front of thousands and thousands of people with all of these great artists. And um, I wanted to do that. Um, and so I wasn't even concerned with doing albums. I just wanted to perform. You know, that's what I really wanted. Um, and then he kind of broke that down to me. It was like, okay, son, if you want to perform, you're going to have to put out a record or something, you know? And so um, he allowed me to build a studio in his house. Um, now he was on the road coming in late, you know, uh, working. And um, he wouldn't stop me from creating music. And our home became like a small hub for music creation, like in New Orleans, uh, where all of the up and coming artists would come because he would just let people just come in the house. But he said, you know, at least I know you're not in the streets. You're not out there doing something crazy and you're pursuing the dream that I had. And I'm going to allow you to do it the way that I didn't have someone to support me. So he was one of the biggest influences on my music. Well, did he overlook like some of the things you were creating or did he just kind of let you find your own way? Yeah, um, a little bit of both. He, he would let me find my way to a to a point and then he would step in and say, hey, I think you need to do this. Hey, I, I think you need to move this around or he'll introduce me to someone who could help me in the areas that he couldn't. Um, and so um, he was very instrumental in that, you know, um, and so I'm just grateful to my dad for um, giving me um, that blessing and, and, and allowing me to be able to find myself in, in, in production. 
So, so did he help you along the way, you know, when you were growing up? So did he help you along the way when it came to songwriting? So, but if you had a, let's say a, a music studio or recording mm-hmm. studio in the home, uh, is that where you really started to, to, to learn and, and uh, cut your chops on uh, arrangements and producing yeah. a record? Yes, that's where I really cut my chops and learned how to arrange. I learned the the softwares and the and the equipment needed to be able to do that. Um, songwriting I got from my grandfather. Um, his name is Roosevelt. Um, and while my dad gave me the um, the talent of music, I didn't know how to channel that through song. And so my grandfather uh, was the one who sat down with me. He he used to sit in the front of the house with a guitar. He would write songs about what we were doing. And so if the kids were running around, he'll write a song about the kids running around. If, you know, if I had on some nice clothes, he'll write a song about that. So it really gave me um, an insight into how uh, deep and how far my songwriting can go. And I combined that once I got a little older and started to uh, work in the studio at my dad's house. I combined what I learned from him with the um, technical abilities that my dad gave me. And here we are, you know, years later, I'm, I'm doing something amazing. And it's just, you know, it's still crazy well, to me that this is happening. So. <laughs> well, you you are extremely talented. And I mean every word because when I say multi-talented, you really are. But I want to ask you, I think maybe it's maybe an, a, a slightly odd question because you mm-hmm. grew up in New Orleans. And, yes, sir. And now you're in Houston. Is mm-hmm. there a difference with the music scene between the two cities? Yes, it's it's a difference in uh, culture. Um, and so New Orleans, everybody, you know, everybody plays something like everybody is musical. You walk down, you know, the street um, in the French quarters and you see the most amazing um you know, musicians and singers and writers either just sitting on the block playing or in one of the the clubs playing their music. And it's amazing. Um, um, But the thing about New Orleans is a lot of time those people get stuck just on the block or in the small clubs. You don't hear too much about, you know, the artists. And so what Houston gave me was um, a mindset that I can really go national with my talent and get outside of New Orleans and apply what was needed uh, to go worldwide with my talents and my gifts. Um, And so I'm grateful to the Houston area for that. Um, But it made me a unique producer and songwriter in Houston because I still had that New Orleans soul in what I did. And so um, it kind of set me apart from some of the other guys that are out here who are all amazing. And I work with pretty much all of them, you know, Um, but it it really gave me what I needed in in taste. Um, You know, I would say that to be to stand out in a crowd of great singers and musicians. And Houston has some of the best singers um, and musicians ever as well. Well, I think the music scene in Houston in the past few years has really grown to the point that a lot of national artists are now living here. Exactly. Um, and, and you know, that's why we built this studio and we we're doing all these great things because we see um, an advent of people moving to Houston uh, for multiple reasons, for the music and all that. And because it's cheaper to get great living here, you know, and so they're planting themselves here um, and, and we're kind of creating a new culture of music right here in Houston that we're excited about as well. Yeah, I was always, you know, I've seen people like uh, 50 Cent and Slim Thug mm-hmm. and a lot of other people who are here in Houston. And for those that have come in like 50 Cent that are not considered, you know, local Houstonians, mm-hmm. I've always kind of wondered if some of those artists have come to our town 
to, in a way, maybe escape a little bit of the hustle and bustle of the paparazzi, get a little bit more privacy, and really right. kind of focus on on their craft. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, and so here here at our studio, we partner with Percy Beatty, who is one of the greatest songwriters in gospel and R&B, uh, I Believe I Can Fly, a lot of the early, you know, Yolanda Adams and, you know, all this great stuff Percy does. He's actually a partner here with us in our studio um, and he's moved from Chicago to Houston. And so we're seeing these amazing people moving from the different areas. And it's just a blessing that I'm able to connect with those people and uh, make some things happen. I haven't connected with 50 Cent yet, but we got close. <laughs> We're going to make that work. We're going to make that work. You, um, you never know. Who knows? Maybe we'll see you produce a 50 Cent gospel album. You know, that that could be something else. That would be great. I I would love to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Anthony, who are your current musical influences? Yeah. Currently, you know, I look at, um, you know, singers like Jason Nelson. Um, Dawkins and Dawkins, who are um, some, uh, they're the pioneers of urban gospel music, you know, Um, and these are people that I can call my friend now, you know, Jonathan Nelson, who is a great songwriter, Uh, Jay Moss, a guy out of Detroit, who I fashioned a lot of my early um, kind of vocal arrangements after. Um, These, you know, Kirk Franklin, he actually, um, they actually recorded the drum line for the new song that's out, Bless Me right here in our studio. And so, you know, these people that I get to rub elbows with now um, were to me people who were like legendary and now they're my current influences and they, they, they tutor me and, and bring me along and things like that. And I'm just grateful for every person that's in my life right now, helping me out. Well, you know, your new album, Roosevelt, and I have been listening to it, Anthony. So I've been uh-huh. listening to all of the songs. Uh, what is the significance behind the name of the new album? Yeah, so Roosevelt, like I said, was my grandfather who um, really gave me the tools I needed to be able to write songs. Um, And so I wanted to honor him in that. He's no longer with us. Um, He died uh, years back. Um, And then um, my grandmother at the time, I told her I would do an album. Um, This was years ago. And she, every time I saw her, she would ask me, you know, um, you know, grandson, when is that album coming? I want to hear this album. And I, and I said, I promise I'm going to get this album done so you can hear it. Well, before I was able to, she passed. And so, um, you know, I went through kind of like a little flux of not doing music and things like that. And so when God blessed me to be able to really do music on my terms, how I wanted to do it, um, the first album I wanted to do was pay homage to them both. Um, and so whenever you're in, whenever you are in their house, you hear James Brown, you hear Prince, you know, you hear all of these great voices. And I just wanted to pay homage to that, you know, and, um, and so that's the significance of the album. It's, it's almost like a homage album, but then his name will live forever, you know, um, um, somewhere. This album is going to always be out. We're, we're, we're on Billboard. You know, we, 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 we're doing tours and every, everybody's shouting out Roosevelt. And that's what we really want. And it just it means a lot to us, you know, to do that. Well, you know, I was listening to, I know, I think if I, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think that what the first release was, was probably Miracle. And now Miracle. you have the new release, Altar Call. Yes. And, um, Tell us about that song. And, you know, as I'm listening to Alter Call and I've heard of, and when I was listening to the other songs, I'm kind of getting a little bit of Silk Sonic vibe mm-hmm. in there somewhere. Yeah. Did I get yeah. that right? You got it exactly right. Um, you know, Bruno Mars has done a real good job of taking a genre of music um, or a time period of music and making it relevant again. Um, and so for me, when I started creating, that's kind of, 
all that I listened to coming up. I didn't listen to a lot of rap. I didn't listen to a lot of anything else other than funk, soul, that kind of thing. Um, and so I wanted to bring that to gospel. And really, if you look at the gospel industry, there's not a lot of people that that do it, you know, with with that as a mindset. We might, you know, do a song, you know, paying homage to it. Um, but for us, we actually created a funk album and just wrote gospel lyrics to it. It's not a gospel album that we made funk. You know, it's kind of so you hear those natural references. And, and of course, Silk Sonic, um, we actually recorded this album um, like a year ago year and a half ago before the Silk Sonic advent came along. Um, but when they dropped their album, I was like, yo, it's time to drop this record. You know, now is the move um, in, in, the, in secular music. And so we, we wanted to match that move in gospel music. And right now I'm actually in the middle of working on a holiday project that's reminiscent to uh, the New Jack Swing era and of music and stuff like that. So, you know, I, that's just me. I'm an old soul and I love that kind of music. We recorded the album just like they did back in the day. We counted off with the band and we went full out. So it's great. Man, I want to say it here, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, Anthony Hall's album, Roosevelt, beat Silk Sonic to the sound punch here. So (laughs) we got funk with gospel lyrics. And I love the way you explain that, Anthony, because it's funk. It's a funk album with gospel lyrics, not a gospel album that sounds like funk. Because to me... And I know you're going to agree with this. This is how you reach the mainstream uh, audience. And the way I look at it, that's how you reach the harvest. Exactly. Exactly. And you, you know, you, 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 you know, the, the Bible talks about, you know, doing business in and in, in having your gifts and your talents put you before great men. That's just not saved great men. Men can be great and not be saved as we, as we see it. But, the great men are the ones who can shout out what you're doing and put you in front of masses. And so when we created the record, it wasn't necessarily, you know, there's a lot of worship records and church records that you can go into church on a Sunday morning and sing. And and it's great for that. That's not why I created this record. I created this record because I wanted people to have fun. And I think a lot of times we lose fun in church. Um, Everybody's serious. Everybody is, you know, you know, has all of these stigmas and these rules. And, um, the, the best times I remember growing up were Sunday morning when my mom was cooking for the family and we would turn on the radio. We wouldn't necessarily turn on church music. We would just turn on the radio and James Brown would come on and, you know, Teddy Riley and all of those people from back back then would come on and we would dance and have a good time. And that's what I wanted to bring back. But I wanted to bring back because I always told my mom that I, my music, I, I don't have an issue with R&B or anything like that. But I made a promise to my mom that my music would always be in the, um, you know, the religious space or the inspirational space, you know. And so um, I kind of kept my promise there, but still was able to do what I felt in my heart, you know, which was great funk, go-go, new well, jack music. It is. It's great funk, and what I love about your album, and ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you this, if you were, if you were into Bruno Mars, if you were into Silk Sonic, this is the album you're going to fall in love with. And the thing what I love about you, Anthony, is you literally blazed your own trail. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to gospel. I listen to contemporary Christian. But there is always this... <sighs> formula that always seems to be followed with everybody's albums it's it's Mm -hmm. like the same thing but with a different voice exactly yeah i'm listening so so here i am for the past week or so listening to your album roosevelt not one time 
did I ever think I'm listening to a gospel album. I'm listening to a funk album. I'm listening to Anthony Hall's Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. Not once did I ever think that I was listening to gospel music. Yes. And that's what I love about this album. This is why this album is a cross genre type album yeah. that we need to hear today. And I know that your single altar call mm -hmm. has been charting on the billboard gospel indicator chart. Yes. So tell us how that feels as an independent artist. And also your song broke the top 100 yeah. on the gospel billboard, yeah. billboard chart. Yeah, on the airplay. And, you know, I grew up wishing for this hoping that I could be a musician, that I would see my name on the billboard. And um, I was a student of music. I knew who produced every song, you know, where they come, where they recorded it at, you know, that kind of thing. And so to sit here and watch um, what's going on, you know, we did the album debuted at number eight, you know. Um, and so to see, to drop an album that that lands in the top 10 of gospel um, and Christian music, to see my, my um, I just got word that um, Alter Call, it, it moved up another spot. So that 29 right now that we have 28 more spots to go to get it to number one so everybody should request it at their radio um to see that now xm radio has picked it up just like they did miracle and now my phone is ringing off the hook with people nationwide who are hearing it and seeing my face um you know it's just amazing to me and like you said i, I made my own street um because i am an independent artist and we we own our own label and so we decided to keep it that way we decided not to sign to a major label and so part of the strategy was how can we get people to gravitate to this record um, without the same amount of resources that major labels and major artists have? And I said, well, let's build our own street. That way it doesn't matter what anyone else has. Um, you know, it only matters what we're doing. And so it was just, you know, that's what we did. And that's how we kept it going. Well, you know, I talked to so many independent artists and there's freedom in that. But you're, you're, you're special. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you, you create the mold, you break the mold. That, that's the type of artist you are. Where did your entrepreneur skills come in when it came to, well, not only creating your own album, but promoting your own album? Yeah, you know, um, I became an entrepreneur because music wasn't working um, for me early on. And I needed to take care of home. And so um, coming out of, you know, being being a producer and things like that, I'm not I wasn't used to working for anyone. Um, and so I I worked hard enough in every position that I had to be able to be uh, to work for myself. Um, God woke me up uh, 2019 one morning and said, quit your job quit your job and pursue what I gave you because I was making a lot of money. I was very successful um, in the, in, in what I was doing. I was in tech and insurance and things like that, um, building apps. And, and I was very good at it, um, but I wasn't happy. And it's one of those things you can have it. You can have everything and still not be happy because you're not fulfilling your purpose, your real purpose. Um, but what I was grateful for was that I remained uh, faithful and a, a good steward over my jobs that I had. Um, and so I, I, I decided that there's something I need to learn here that when God allows me to move on, that I can use these skills somewhere else. And so I saw a lot of innovation. I saw a lot of, you know, um, um, tech 
processes that that I brought with me. And so when we opened up the studio, when we began to record these albums, um, that same mindset of innovation and forward thinking was what I applied to what we're doing here in Houston. And which is why we're one of the cutting edge, you know, um, labels and, and, you know, it, it's people know vegan bay more than they know anthony hall so when i walk up in somewhere it's like oh you own vegan bay i'm like yeah and i have an album called roosevelt too and it's like yeah but we're not talking about that right now so it's just amazing you know how god can um you know the bible says that the last will be first um and i'm a testament to that that i you know two years ago i couldn't have never even imagined being in this position um and i've watched god totally flip my position over these last few years. And that's why I'm just, I tell people, I'm just grateful to be here. I don't, I show up to places. Mm -hmm. I'm the most easy guy to work with because I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity. I, I could care less if you, if what kind of water you got for me, if you got my rider, right. I don't even have a rider. You invite me. I'm just coming. I don't need anything. I'm just grateful that you even called me to be here. Right. And you have the, you have the right attitude, but don't you find it very interesting that, God allowed you to learn so many different things until he gave you the call and said, okay, I want you to quit your job. I want you to go pursue what I told you to go pursue. So he already equipped you mm -hmm. with a lot of the skill sets that you needed to take on what he really wants you to do. And I think a lot of people today who are trying to find their way, trying to understand what their calling is, they miss that area of training mm -hmm. before they're called. Now, and I know that God will call the unqualified. I get that. But even when he called David to knock down Goliath, David wasn't really scared of Goliath due to the fact that he already knew how to kill a bear and a lion with his bare hands. So when he saw Goliath, he's like, yeah, no big deal. Been here, done that. I'll do it again. And, uh, and I think that's where a lot of people miss it. And, but you got it going on. No, man. You know, I think I think what happens is is that you know when God calls you to something, even if you don't have the um, you know the skills necessary, he he puts you in position to learn those skills. And I think a lot of people that are waiting on God and are saying that God didn't come through and I haven't seen my promise yet. You have to really take account and take notice of what you've done to prepare for the promise that God has for you, you know, and a, a lot of times that unqualified necessarily doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. It just means that no one's looking for you. Um, and so, and so Ooh, preach on brother. And so, and so you should still develop what it is that you know in your heart to do, even before the eyes of the world gets on you. And so before everyone was looking at me, I was already producing records. I was already moving in, in what God has given me now. And I was a good steward over, over that in every way. And so when God decided to shine, shine his light on me, he only shined it on me because he knew that on the backside of the mountain, I was preparing like David. Um, and, and, and I would be able to conquer the giants, um, that are, that would be in my way, the bigger, the blessing I tell people, the bigger, the giant, you know? And so, you know, um, I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm just grateful that, um, my story could be an inspiration to someone else to be able to pursue, um, you know, what, you know, they're, they're, they're going for waiting is not, um, is not actionless. Waiting does not mean we sit down and we wait. Waiting means that we prepare the entire time so that when someone says go, you have what you need to be able to go. So, you know, oh, go on the wait. 
You need to write a book about that, Anthony. Seriously, I would be the first one in line to buy it. And you are right. Waiting does not mean sitting around. It's so it, it's strange that, especially with Christians, they have a desire, but they they come to the Lord asking the wrong right. question. And you're right. Ladies and gentlemen, take it from Anthony Hall. Waiting is your time of preparation. Yes. Prepare yourself. We, you know, it's funny, Anthony. I was talking to a Super Bowl winning coach last week. And he told me that one of his players, um, just he's always ready. Mm-hmm. And he would he would jump in front of a play, an, an, one of his teammates and says, are you ready? He goes, well, I'm getting there. No, you need to be ready no. now because when it's time to go, you don't have to think about it. You're not in fear. You're not nervous. You know you got what it takes. So get prepared. Yes. And you're right. Being prepared is it. And like you said, you were working with so many people before you did your album. So God was training yes. you. So now that, so, and I know with Vegan Bay Music Group, you have this recording studio. Uh, let me ask you, who have you worked with in the past? that kind of prepared you to where you are now. Yeah. And so a lot early on, I did a lot of production work behind the scenes with a great friend of mine. His name is Ira Dean. Um, And he, um, he produced, he was working with like Fred Hammond and Zuccardi Cortez and all these people. And he allowed me to, to work on a lot of these records kind of behind the scenes with him. Um, I worked on a lot of my own records and then I was a music director um, for 12 years where we wrote our own songs. We, we, we did all these things um, at, my local church, you know, um, and then, you know, just producing a lot of local artists and training up the next, you know, one guy that I work with for years now, he's with PJ Morton. He's his main engineer, this guy named Reg. And I remember when me and Reg would be in the back of the house recording. Now Reg has three Grammys, you know, and so it's just, it's just, it, it's, it's really crazy how God, um, like I said, um, can take your story and make it mean something. And now I've worked with Jason Nelson, Jonathan Nelson. You know, I've been on tour with Dawkins and Dawkins. Um, um, we've had Kurt Franklin here. Kevin Gates has has been here. Um, um, Adina Howard has worked here at our studio. Like the list, Yolanda Adams um, is here all the time recording. Um, Jimmy, uh, uh, Terry Lewis from Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. He, he, he has been here working. And so... I can name names all day of the people that we have worked with and the people that God has prepared me um, to do this with. Um, But I'm just grateful that um, at this point, God has allowed me to call these same people friend and be able to call on them when I need them and be able to uh, lean into their resources as well to make this happen. You know, it was the weirdest thing that Percy Beatty in the studio listening to my records and giving me advice on, you know, you should do this, you should do that. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is Percy Beatty, you know? So. <laughs> you know, it, 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 and I know what, I know, I know the feeling when, when you get to work with people in which you're working on, you know, they, they've been there, they have the experience and you're, you're walking in there like a sponge mm-hmm. trying to soak it all in to learn more. But at the same time, create your own path. And that's what I love so much about you. You've created your own path. And ladies and gentlemen, I've got to say it again. You've got to get this album, Roosevelt by Anthony Hall. Again, it's a funk album with gospel lyrics, not a gospel album. That sounds like funk. 
Okay. So if you like funk, this is great. And it's so funny, Anthony. I was sitting here the other day listening to mm -hmm. your album. And my daughter walks in and she looks at me. She's like, well, I told you you need to be listening to Silk Sonic. And I look at her and I go, no, this is Anthony Hall's new album. And she's like, well, that's the stuff you're supposed to be listening to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, because she's like you, old yeah. soul, you know, and really pins point, not just listening to the music, but you're breaking yeah. it down in your yeah. mind. You're, you're finding out who the writer is. You're finding out who the producer is. She does the exact yeah. same thing when it comes to music. So I kind of lean on her as being the, the historian. But uh, no, no go ahead. there you go. That's that's exactly what, you know, what I, you know, you are telling me exactly what I, why I created the record, you know, and, and why it sounds the way that it sounds, um, because we wanted to introduce the gospel to a, a group of people that we would never be able to reach if it came at them as the gospel normally, you know, and so it's, it's I'm just great, grateful for it. Yeah, you know, it was funny. I think about uh, probably about a month or so ago, I had interviewed um, a recording artist who's been around for many, many years, uh, recorded with some of the biggest bands in the world. And we were talking about his new album. And the funny thing is, is it kind of followed the same mm -hmm. path. It's a rock album with gospel lyrics. Go. So when you listen to it, you're thinking you're listening to a full uh, out rock album and that's I think that's the formula and, and I'm going to give you credit for creating that formula because that's what we yeah. actually need today. You know, it's just it's really kind of funny that I'm talking to you today because this morning I was reading John 14, John 15, John 16. And Jesus said, you will be able to do greater works mm -hmm. than I. And this is one of those works that you've created that pretty much fits that. Yeah. And, and thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, we, um, I take, I take this in what we do, you know, very seriously in, in while we were creating it, I had questions like, is this going to work? Is it working? You know, once it came out, um, and then to be able, like I said, to, to hear people like yourself, great men like yourself, um, and, and, and the others that I'm associated with, um, be able to tell me the purpose of the record without me having to tell you why I created it. Um, just lets me know that, you know, if God tells you to do something, do it the way he told you to do it, no matter what it looks like, no matter what people say, no matter what you think it's going to be the outcome. Um, someone told me, you know, um, I don't really care about selling records. I'm, I'm worried about the impact that it has on people. And that's the position that I took. I, oh, I wanted to sell. I wanted to go number one. I wanted to be great. But more than that, my real goal is impact on people, you know? And so um, just to see, you know, um, that impact really happening through these songs um, is, is amazing to me. Well, you bring up a very vital point because impact goes much farther than fame and fortune. Go. Jesus uh, made an impact, yeah. and two thousand years later, we're we're still talking, we're still about. talking yep. about him. Yeah. So, you know, you, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Hall is so much is full of so much wisdom, <laughs> uh, and I understand that you have a new book I coming do. out. So, what is um, that about? The new about? book is called The Finisher. 
Um, and basically what I'm doing is targeting, like everybody has an idea. Everybody has something that they want to do. Um, and so I'm not targeting the creation of the idea. I'm not targeting how to name the idea. I'm not targeting the uh, software or, or the innovation needed to make the idea come to life. I'm targeting the last 10% where most ideas fail. And I found out in my life that everything that I haven't done yet was completed almost and so I, I was able to identify what it was. I was able to identify a market. I was able to identify a name and a brand for it. But something happened when I, it was time to activate the ideas and in, in what, what the things that I've identified. And so I'm targeting that last 10 percentile. Um, I'm, I'm going after people that has that have a 90 percent idea that's ready to come to market. Um, and but they're trying to fight through the minutia of things that can hold them up. And so it's called The Finisher, and it's really about taking what God has given you, taking what, what you have come up with in your mind to do and bringing that thing to completion and attacking that last 10% where people normally fail. And so there's a couple of things that I that I explained, the goal blow mentality, um, 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 the, the defiance of ineptitude, learning to, to accept a no. That's the biggest thing. No is the most impactful word in the human language. And the most word, the, the word that people are most afraid of that can do the less to hurt you. You you hurt yourself. So a lot of times you won't ask for the job. You won't ask for the contract. You won't ask for anything because you're just scared that someone is going to tell you no. Once you get over the fact that no is the worst thing that someone can do to you, you'll begin to be able to pursue the thing that's in your heart and in your mind even harder because you're not afraid of hearing the word no. Ooh. Brother, keep on preaching. You know what's so funny about this? I think our interview was God ordained for a reason because just the other day, I literally made a post on my Facebook page and all I said was, stop whining about mm -hmm. rejection. If you were an actor, you would be rejected 90% of the time. So pick yourself up, stop whining, yeah. keep moving, keep pursuing and keep punching because you're going to get yes, the you yes. And like you're, you're like you said, no is so what somebody says, no, that just means the next person yes. could say yes. You know, and do you know how many things people miss? People miss their wives. People miss the business idea. People miss the investment. People miss um, the opportunity because they don't, they, they're scared that someone is going to say no to them. And I'm just, trying to tell everybody that's just one aspect you know um we talk about ineptitude um as it's as true definition um ineptitude is just the lack of knowledge in an area um but that lack of knowledge always creeps up at the wrong time and um and sometimes we allow the fact that we don't know something to 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 um paralyze our forward movement because we seem like we're stupid or we don't understand or we don't have the knowledge to pursue the thing that we're pursuing um but you have to defy the fact that you don't know something and counteract it with knowledge and so if um ineptitude only exposes the thing that you need to correct so that you can springboard to the next level it doesn't expose something that you need to correct Whoa. that's going to hold you back. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm excited when it exposes oh, something that I don't know. I know. You have said words so wise and so profound that, ladies and gentlemen, you better be listening. You know, like I always say, you better read your Bible yeah. every day. But, Anthony, you know, it's – 
you know, so many millions, millions of people live with insecurities that are only based on the fact that they dwell on I don't know instead of getting up to find out and ask. You know, I always live by the motto, if you never ask, the all the answer it's always is no. always no. So learn to ask. You know, I, w- I was, uh, again, uh, when I was talking to the uh, Super Bowl coach, he told me, he goes, look, if you want to go ask a stupid question, go ask a stupid question. Because if you don't ask the stupid question, you're never going to know. Yeah. You're never going to learn. The whole point is learning. And most people will never turn you down. If you ask, most you. likely yeah. they're going to help answer your question. So receive that. And Anthony, not only are you, again, you are a fantastic, God-gifted musician and singer and producer, but you have so much in you that millions of people can learn from. And I'm learning (laughs) from you right now. And I am sitting here. All I'm thinking of right now is when that new book comes out, you better come back here and, uh, it's for another interview, I, um, we decided that it was we were going to release it um, at the Essence Festival this year. And when I started to let people read it, um, they came back and was like, yo, do you know what you have here? You need to it, you need to flesh it out completely. Like you need to really give it a 100 percent because this is a life changing book. Um, and it, it really just attacks your mindset. That's all I'm trying to do. Um, your mindset is the um, the difference from you seeing the glass half full or half empty. And a lot of times people say, well, you can see the glass half full or half empty, but they don't really understand what they need to do to see it half full. And it comes with the switching of your mindset um, to know that any hindrance, any roadblock is there for you to learn from and is not there to keep you down. You know, and so when you look at something differently like that, then you welcome the things that will come your way that you have to fight to get through because they only make you stronger. Um, and so, yeah. And so it's it's almost done. It will be out in the next few months, I promise you. Um, and I will bring it to you first. I will send you a copy. I would love to get your information. We'll do that so that you can you can read it and, and let all of your people know about it. And um, let me know what you think, you know, about the book. It's a work. Oh, I, well, well. <laughs> well, I will tell you this, Anthony, oh, I do. Yes, <laughs> I do two things. Uh, when I when when I interview recording artists, I always listen to yeah. all of their songs because I don't do my interviews exactly. by, by bullet point. When I have authors, I read every page because I want to know from the beginning to the end, because I want because there's going to be something in those pages that I'm either going to learn from that person or I may it it enables me to walk in their shoes to understand their story even more. But again, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been blessed today, something is really wrong with you. And uh, but to be blessed, you need to get Anthony Hall's new album, Roosevelt. I tell you one thing, we got to look, ladies and gentlemen, you know me, I say buy the album. You stop downloading this down, stop downloading for free. We buy the music. We support 
are artists. We, we become yeah. fans by buying the albums, buying the T-shirt, buying the concert tickets. Go see them and support them. But right now, it's time to get Roosevelt. It's time to get Alter Call That's right. to number one on Billboard's charts. Anthony's the guy that's got the talent, ladies and gentlemen. And I say we all join his fan base. And Anthony, you got Thank a brand so new much, fan Dr. right Don. here. Really, it's an honor. It's an honor to have you as a fan and and and, and have your support. And not just with this, with, with the book. Um, I was saying that the book is also going to be a workbook. So when I send it to you, I want you to get an idea that you shelved and work through the points of the book and then when we come on the interview, I would love to talk about that idea and how the book helped you realize some things that you could do to make it work. So I'm just excited and get the album and do all the things. I Look, again, I'm grateful to be here. And so any any if, if I get one person to buy the album from this interview, I count it as a major success because that's one person that will tell someone else that will tell someone else. And so I'm grateful for you. Uh, amen. Amen to that. And I will tell you this. I will take. When, when your book comes out, I will definitely do my homework and, and follow the workbook along. So when we do our interview, we can shout it out sure. from the rooftops to everyone, to all of my viewers, to all of my listeners. And the most important, well, almost an important question, but what is next? So what's next? Anthony I'm Hall? going back on tour, obviously. Um, I'm working on the Christmas project currently. I just, I stepped out of the studio to come and do the interview and I'm about to go back in. Um, and we just recorded um, a live, uh, we recorded Roosevelt Unplugged. And so we're going to be releasing that. And so it's just staying in front of the people. The book is coming out. I'm going to do a book tour with that. And we're going to have some, um, some master classes um, with that. And so I'm just trying to stay relevant, give, give everyone something that they can gravitate to um, and come back and see you. Of course, that's going to be the, <laughs> one of the biggest things that, that we're going to do. And so I'm, I'm excited to do that as well. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. We're going to have an exclusive interview with Anthony Hall on his brand new book that is yes. coming out very soon, The Finisher, because it's about time that many of you start to finish what God has started in yes. you. And again, ladies and gentlemen, Roosevelt by Anthony Hall, the brand new funk album that I will tell you, as for funk in this country, this album is number one. And you've heard it from me first. And Anthony, where can what website can they go um, learn more about you? You can go to hall.com and it, it has links to all of my music. Um, you can learn about everything that I'm doing. Um, you can see where I'm going to be next and all that kind of stuff. You can follow me on Instagram. I am Anthony Hall. Shoot me a DM. Let, let me know that you saw the interview. I talk back to my people. Um, and on Facebook, Anthony Hall. You'll find me um, everywhere. I'm finding out that Anthony Hall is a pretty common name, but you'll see me. <laughs> Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you this. I know that you may have heard the actor, Anthony Hall, but what you need to realize is you need to listen to the singer, go. the songwriter, the musician, the entrepreneur. And who knows? Maybe this Anthony Hall is going to be an there actor at the same time. <laughs> hey, I can tell you one thing. That's it. You know, you know, God never puts limits yeah. on us. And whatever we, we put our mind it. to, we can achieve because, hey, you know, it's just like you had alluded to earlier, Anthony, God's got our back. So never fear the word no, 
But ladies and gentlemen, today it's time to get funky. And that's with Anthony Hall's new album, Roosevelt. Again, I'm going to shout out from the rooftop. You're going to fall in love with it. I did. You're going to be a big Anthony Hall fan. So, ladies and gentlemen, head over to officialanthonyhall.com. Buy that album. And, ladies and gentlemen, hey, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more.